Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up on today's show, we're recapping our five-year anniversary stream and celebrating all things What's Good Games. And yes, of course, we've got some video game news. everybody and welcome to another episode of the what's good games podcast your source for video game news commentary analysis and funny stuff every friday i am andrea renee joined by the magnificent brit ross oh yes that's me <laughs> i was <laughs> you got so was... confused for a second Brittany brombacher everybody uh, hello i am brit ross i am the artistic um a genius, if you will, uh, skilled in the fine art of Microsoft Paint. And I got to show off my magnificent skills over the weekend, Andrea, as you were privy to. Yes, it was a wonderful moment. Thank you to everybody <laughs> who stopped by our five-year anniversary stream celebration over on Twitch. You can catch the VOD there if you guys weren't able to join us live. And it should also be live on YouTube now as well. So thank you to everybody for supporting us and celebrating with us. It was really fun taking a little trip down memory lane oh it was it was it felt so good to do that we haven't streamed in well i guess since the nintendo direct in february but like who's counting i mean who's clearly i put i forgot to update our stream title and <laughs> oh, people yeah. in the chat were like oh is there a nintendo direct today and i was and like i didn't oh, know <laughs> i knew i forgot something i literally did like four or five hours with a prep the night before loading in all the videos changing the scenes in obs getting all the graphics ready just forgot to update the twitch page and i didn't know what they were talking about i thought they were just being like cheeky since the last stream we did was a Nintendo Direct and we just happened to be talking about that and then I think it was an hour in I looked out on the description I was like oh <laughs> that's what's going on but yeah. I hope you know if you stopped by for the Nintendo Direct you were blown a bit away by what you saw during our <laughs> anniversary stream <laughs> uh, listen sometimes you just forget things when you get old and your babies take your brain cells oh. from you, you help know? us Help, help us. But, you know, yes. it was really fun, too, to look back on all the old videos because we played all of the old tribute tribute videos. Oh, my God. It's like our obituary. <laughs> <laughs> the best of. The best of videos. The best of videos. Yeah. And it's this weird mind fuck where it feels like it was just yesterday, but it also feels like it was five years ago. And yeah. I don't know if that's because we've just kind of watched them throughout the years, but... I don't know, just seeing the old studio and seeing which I, what I like to call the backbreak couch, which like I loved and it was good. It looked good on camera, but uh, it wasn't the most comfortable thing. And remember no. our little like mic stands and how hot it was and the meat burps and it was just a fun trip. Yes, it was really, really great. So 
if you guys missed any of it, of course, you can watch all of those compilation videos on our YouTube channel. They're all still there, mm. but you can also go and, and check out the stream as well. But uh, the Britt Ross Microsoft Paint segment was probably my most favorite. And Aww. I think you still got to figure out what to do with that masterpiece that you made. Do you have it on your... Uh, oh, of course. Oh, yeah. An e artist never e throws Email it over work. to me and so I can, sh I can show it at some point during the show. I don't know if I can trust you with such a fine piece of art. I'll well, try. You know, I mean, it's literally worth millions, and it is for those of you wondering. <laughs> Andrea being carried by Chris Pratt as Mario. I know. Does Andrea have thinking. a weird? It, it's no, I don't have a. I don't have a weird Mario kink. If that's what you're talking about, just like I don't have like a weird get those toilet fetish, girl. No, but do I think Chris Pratt is an attractive man? Yes, I do. Yes, oh, I yeah. do. He can carry me. I'll go down his warp pipe any day. <laughs> All right, we're just going to leave that where it is. Um, thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewie's Godson, Alex Agopoulos, Ferris Atia, Justin Foshi, Matthew Goddard, and Punctified. And welcome to our Patreon community, Katie Bullock, Mario Void, Madeline Perez, and Josh Hyde. Thank you so much for supporting us at patreon.com slash what's good games. We appreciate all of you. And it looks like we have some new podcast reviewers as well. We do. Shout out to Jess87, who found us a few weeks ago while trying to find content about Horizon Forbidden West. And they found our stuff and they're like, oh, my God, this is so great. I don't know if Jess actually said that. I just totally put those words in your mouth, Jess. Apologies. But left us a very kind review. And so for us, you know, it's always fun to see who's been with us since day one or who's just joining us. It's good to know, Andrea, we still have the capability to hook people and bring them in to our What's Good family. I think no, we that we put out a touch. great show every week. Listen, not all of them are the best show ever. Some weeks, the news is light. Maybe like this week. Is that why we're kind of vamping a little bit more <laughs> yeah, at the top absolutely. of the show? Potentially. Because we're at that weird point of May, everybody, where normally we would be ramping up towards E3 2022. But E3 2022 is not happening. Will nope. E3 ever come back? We hope so. The ESA has said yes. But instead, what we are getting is another summer of gaming. IGN is doing their summer expo. And then, of course, Jeff Keighley is doing the summer of gaming fan fest. And it's fan fest? No, that's not right. It sounds good. Summer of game. Summer Doesn't of gaming. It? Summer Su of it's just summer of gaming, right? That's just what his thing is called. Just summerofgaming.com. Yeah, summer. summer of Gaming Fest 2022. Summer Game that's, Fest. Boom. I don't like that name. But that's cool. Summer Game Fest. It's too, it gets too confusing after a while. Just call it like Summer Game Fest. I love you. I get it. I, uh. I know where your brain is at right now, and I feel you and appreciate you. Um, today's show is also brought to you by Backbone and Shopify, but we'll tell you more about those folks later. Brittany, we could keep going yeah. about your very, very original ideas for what to call the summer <laughs> of gaming. Or we could talk about Sony's new PlayStation Plus subscriptions and how they're launching in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, we can talk about that. I always talk about that. I like to talk about Sony and their interesting 18 <laughs> tiers. Yes, 18 tiers indeed. We can just skip over the incredibly awkward comments that Jim Ryan made. Once again, Jim Ryan always making the most awkward comments ever about Sony's Why? position Why on abortion rights. Why do they let rights. him speak? Why do they let him <sighs> speak publicly? You know what I mean? You know, it's probably because he runs the company. I might have something to do with it. <laughs> I don't care. Put a put a shot collar on that guy. You know, nothing not enough to hurt him. But anytime he like approaches anyone, just give him a little zap. 
Uh, it just is like so reminiscent of this conversation we just had with the lovely Reggie fils which by the way if you guys missed that interview I hope you go back and, and check out that episode it was last week's episode he was wonderful talking about you asked him specifically about personal um, being personable mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. important that is for leaders at companies and how he clearly is a very personable person and I actually like called out Sony in that interview and he very like definitely gave us a very political answer um, which you know <laughs> That's good on you, Reggie. That's probably what you should have done. But I was kind of hoping for him to be like, yeah, actually. That would have been great. But he didn't. Anyway, back to PlayStation's PlayStation Plus subscription news. Sony has confirmed, according to The Verge, the three new PlayStation Plus tiers it's launching are going to be available starting on June 13th. They've confirmed that Ubisoft is bringing its subscription package to PlayStation Plus as Ubisoft Plus Classics, which will Mm -hmm. be bundled with Plus Extra. This is just... Okay. This story is just already confusing. I'm literally like two sentences in. Plus extra. Okay, no, you go. Will you please explain it to me? No, girl, because literally when I was putting this in the show notes, I I had to stop and I had, you know, that gif of that woman of like all like the math problems going around her face. Yeah, that was me. Okay. Okay, so what's happening? The TLDR is yes, Ubisoft has their Ubisoft Plus subscription, whatever the fuck it's called. They're making their own subscription service for PlayStation called Ubisoft Plus classics and what it's going to have what's going to happen is it's going to come with 27 games at launch but it will not include day and date titles so just fyi you're just going to get these pre-picked games that ubisoft is going to choose so okay if you want to get <laughs> so the ubisoft plans right now are 14.99 and 17.99 a month one's for pc one's for luna and whatever the hell the other streaming services i don't even google know stadia point. yes that one the ones that no one really talks about. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, if you're interested in the games we're going to be having, like, for example, it's going to be Assassin's Creed Valhalla, The Division, Child of Light, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, and more. And by the end of 2022, they want to have at least 50 games as part of this deal. So if you subscribe for PlayStation Plus Extra, which is $14.99 a month, or Plus Premium, which is $17.99 a month, you're essentially getting those Ubisoft subscriptions, and they're at no additional cost. That's the long and short of it, baby girl. Okay. Well, that's hypothetically on paper sounds good, but I'm looking at this list of games. Mm-hmm. And the games to me that stand out as games that you would want that subscription for because Ubisoft has Ubisoft Connect, which is their amazing cross-progression save system. It's how I got to try Assassin's Creed Valhalla on Stadia xbox and then i had my regular code for the game on playstation but i was able to just bring my save and try it on all these different platforms because of ubisoft connect um but that game has did an expansion i believe last month but that's not a game that you would pay an ongoing subscription for what you would want an ongoing subscription for is a game like rainbow six siege which is (laughs) suspiciously not on this list Mm -hmm. um and also watchdogs 2 and Watch Dogs Legion aren't on this list, just the original. Um, the Crew 2, not on this list. The Division 2, not on this list. I'm kind of like, hmm, Far Cry 5 and 6, not on this list. I'm yeah. like, where are all the new games? But they yeah. did admittedly call it Ubisoft Plus Classics. They did. And so I want to actually correct myself earlier i said the subscription price was 14.99 and 17.99 that's for their like day and day service that's not what this is that's coming 
to PlayStation and eventually yeah. Xbox. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's up to you, man. I mean, I guess it's a dish, it's just packed in. So if you want to play South Park, The Fractured Butthole or Stick of Truth, there you go. That's, you know, you can play those classic games. Inspired by Earthbound, as a matter of fact. Did you know that, Andrea? I did not. Yeah. Today I learned. There you go. Um, so anyway, so that's what's going on with that. Okay. Um, the other the other thing that I wanted to talk about is they're finally they finally revealed the classic games that are coming to the PlayStation Plus Premium. Is that what I can't get this shit? <laughs> the most expensive tier, the one where you get all the PS One classics. I need a spreadsheet. I bet you somebody on the internet has made one. <laughs> I'm sure they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's so what's cool about this is it says here on the Sony's blog, outside of Plus subscribers, PlayStation notes that if you quote previously purchased the digital version of games from the original PlayStation and PSP generation, you can download these new versions at no additional cost. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Thank you so much. If I you prepared. have the premium subscription. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I was, well, you know, yeah, probably. I don't know if that if, that, if that's specifically clarified here. So PlayStation will also give premium subscribers access to a collection of classic games that will show premium frame subscribers. Rates. Yeah. Premium. Yep. Higher quality resolution compared to their original mm. launch versions. They will come with an updated UI with the ability to save the game whenever you want and also rewind. And then it goes into how if you've already bought the games, you don't have to buy them at any additional cost. I would hope that that's just kind of like is just the overall policy. Because if I have to buy one more fucking copy of Final Fantasy IX, I will. (laughs) I was going to say, "Mm, you'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely will do it. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But. I wanted to look at, um, I was looking at some of these games that are coming, because you know me and my classic games. Everyone knows I love that shit. So the classic games catalog coming from PlayStation Studios of games that originated on the original PlayStation and PSP. Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ, Intelligent Cube. Wow, forgot about that one. Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Super Stardust Portable. Okay, cool. Like, listen, cool, but like, whatever. What I'm more interested in are these remasters, where you have Ape Escape 2, Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits. Now, I don't know, Andrew, if you've, ever, you've never played an Ark the Lad game, right? I literally have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so Literally none. A lovely, fantastic JRPG, Ark the Lad, wonderful series that I miss very much. Fantastic game. I was very happy to see that on there. Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, my grandma's all-time favorite games. Happy to see those on there. And Wild Arms 3, which is also one of my old... my favorite PlayStation 2 games. Like, so, like, these are good games on here. This is fun. But the list, obviously, is, like, rather smart right now. Yeah. So I'm excited to see more. But, like, I feel like, like you said, like, you had never heard of Ark the Lad. Such niche titles, which is cool because it throws nerds like me a bone. But I also feel like, yo, like, maybe you should throw in some games in there that most people know. And it gets the gets the folks more excited. But, oh, well. So just like, to remind people, the games that Brittany's talking about are just the legacy games that are available in the premium subscription. These right. aren't just games in the regular um, the regular new tiers. There's actually a separate list of games for that, which you have linked here. Yeah, they're, they're, it's, there's too many games to like even list. Yeah, all no, the, here, in the PS4 and the PS5 game catalog, because essentially what they're doing is they're pulling from the PlayStation Now catalog of what they have and saying, like, these are the games that you're going to be able to access. And I think this is this list of games is where people are starting to make those Xbox Game Pass comparisons against this new mm. tier system, even though PlayStation has said repeatedly many times, this is not meant to be a competitor to Xbox Game right. Pass. They're never going to do day and date with their first party. And we're not going back into that debate again. Um, 
just not going to do it. Um, but I think it's, you know, something that just keeps coming up. We'll have to kind of wait and see if PlayStation announces new numbers. We probably won't honestly hear about how this program is going to do for quite some time, unless there's like a really giant shift. I would guess yeah. we would probably hear about this in like Q1 2023, about how this program mm. is doing. If, you know, there's people that are upping from their base PlayStation Plus subscription now. Because if you just have PlayStation Plus, you're going to roll over into like the regular account and that's that. It's just mm -hmm. really more geared towards people who have PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus and how they kind of merge those together. So, yeah. Oh, we do have a question though from Nova. Hey there, Andre Tani. Is that what that looks at is? Andre Tani? Andre Tani? Mm, but it doesn't really work because Brit doesn't go by Brittany. Brit so it'd be Andr like Androny, but like you included Andr the T's in like a weird way. Androny. Anyway, Nova... We still care about you, even if this weird mock-up, mashup of a name just didn't work. You even admitted that you're not really a fan of this one, but wanted to hear it sounds. It sounds poo-pooey. Bad. Come up with a better one. <laughs> I believe in your creativity, Nova. You can do it. Uh, first off, yes, I can finally play Undead Nightmare after all these years. How do you feel about the current lineup of games with a new PS Plus? Well, we've been talking about... Um, mm -hmm. the lineup for the classic games but when it comes to like the lineup for the games in the main system I think it's good I mean I think when the PlayStation 5 launched and PlayStation did the PlayStation collection and anybody who had PlayStation Plus that owned a PS5 could play some of like the top first party games that was a great collection and they're bringing a lot of those games here so we got games like Bloodborne, Days Gone even little ones like Concrete Genie that I love, um, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut is there, Demon Soul Death Stranding Director's Cut is there Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War Marvel's mm -hmm. Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales, Infamous, First Light, and Second Son, which is wonderful. Um, you have the remakes of games like Shadow of the Colossus, and then you have new games like Returnal, and of course, you know, The Last of Us Remastered, um, The Last Guardian, and then Uncharted, collection, uh, Nathan Drake Collection, and including uh, Thieves and the Lost Legacy. Like, that's just like the, like the big guns. There's a lot of other really wonderful games in this list. Essentially, this is clearly designed for people who have not been part of the PlayStation ecosystem. Mm -hmm. People who are maybe just buying a PlayStation 4 or just buying a PlayStation 5 now and were either PC-only players or they were Xbox players or they're brand new players and they've never played any of these games and now they get to experience these. I think that PlayStation's first-party library is just so, so strong that those games alone are worth the subscription price of entry, quite honestly. Oh, yeah. But then you've got third-party partners who are bringing, like we talked about, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and then there's games like Batman Arkham Knight, Celeste, Dead Cells, uh, you have Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition, mm -hmm. Mortal Kombat 11, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's worth the price of admission for that sure. Is. Um, there's Resident Evil, and then of course, you know, one of my personal faves, Tom Clancy's The Division, um, and, and a whole bunch of other games. So, like, it's definitely worth it. Is it going to be worth it ongoing? We don't know. But, like, the thing, I think the kind of head scratcher is what's the value proposition for people who've already been in the PlayStation ecosystem spending money? buying and supporting PlayStation Studios and PlayStation hardware. There isn't any. We're still doing it. We're still getting the same stuff. Everybody I know that has been a PlayStation supporter and fan and owns PlayStation hardware has played almost every game that I've listed already. 
with the exception yeah. of the third party games. So yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. And I'm looking at the PlayStation Three games because I'm thinking like, when did most people probably get in the PlayStation ecosystem? Probably PS4, right? Yeah, PS3 wasn't like super hot. Because I'm looking at the PlayStation 3 games that's on here. And yeah, Demon's Souls, Eco, <clears throat> uh, Ratchet and Clank, Asura's Wrath, Castlevania, Fear, Lost Planet, Ninja Gaiden. None of those are like, I mean, they're they're fine. They're, they're good, but they're not like, oh my God. Because I was thinking, okay, like, you know, maybe a lot of folks miss on some of the PlayStation 3 games and maybe they're excited to go back and play some of those because maybe they missed it. You because know, I always try to think of, like outside of the bubble you and I live in, you know, yeah. because I think we're just kind of u- unique. Um, but yeah, like that's that is the head scratcher, right? I, you know, I will say there's definitely an element of psychology to this because even though I will never go back and play any of these games, it does make me feel warm and fuzzy and like I'm justifying my purchase just knowing that I have access to these, even though I'm pretty sure I already own every single one of them. It's like, yeah. I feel like it's a good bang for my buck. It's weird and it doesn't make any logical sense, but it, nonetheless, it's still there. It's just, you know, they bank on that. And hello, you know, I'm in, also I'm in it for the classic games and none of these I'll probably replay either. But, you know, again, it makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Put Breath of Fire on there, you fools. <laughs> you fools. Um, all right. Well, that's enough about PlayStation. Let's move on to a game that took the world by storm and is still going strong, but isn't as, you know, popping as it used to be, which is probably why it's decided to go free to play. Fall Guys has officially announced that they're going fully free to play alongside Xbox and Switch release next month. So when it's finally coming to Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 5, and Epic Game Store on tw- on June 21st, it's already been on a couple of those platforms, to be clear, um, it's going to be free to play. And this is great. I think their servers are absolutely going to benefit from going free to play. And they have said that players who already own the game on PS4 and Steam will be awarded with a legacy pack that includes unique cosmetics plus Fall Guys first paid for battle pass. Of course, the battle pass. Everyone's got to get one. The Fortnite Um, pass. Yeah, well, listen, Fortnite didn't come up with the idea, but did I just buy one? Yes, I did. Um, Developer Mediatonic is also essentially resetting Fall Guys, writes IGN, as June 21st marks the beginning of Season 1 free-for-all because the game will be fully cross-play and cross-progression between the platforms. So that is wonderful to hear. Mm -hmm. I think that is what they absolutely should be going for. Clearly, it's the Fortnite model, and so makes sense that they would be doing that and it uh, looks like it's going to be the most jam-packed and blunderful season yet with new challenges rewards and more you know what else is fun is that they're working on their own version hygiene calls it of mario makers level creator is now, that this fun is, is that does I, that sound I mean, like really terrible <laughs> it, it could be both right so essentially yeah if, if you know what mario maker is essentially fall guys you can make your own levels you have to prove that the levels are finishable did I just make that word up? Maybe who could say? Sounds real. To submit them. Yeah, but like, you know, I think to me that sounds kind of fun. More fun. Because I, I think the community can just come up with some really terrible yet wacky and creative ideas that make it just like so fun. Sadistic? You know yeah. Sadistic. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I love about the Mario Maker levels is the ones that are just so in, so out of this world. There's no way you're going to be able to finish this, but it's still fun to try. And then you expect to lose. So you don't really get upset about it when you do lose. But that's true. I just like watching. You know what I mean? It's just fun. I've only played a few rounds of Fall Guys and it was with... 
you and I think Steimer at when we were doing was it our anniversary last year? Oh God, mm. our, no, no, maybe the year before. Has it been that long? Yeah, I don't probably. know what time. I don't know what time is. When did I, it Fall Guys? Been, Fall Guys launch. So remember, I hauled my PS4 up here in my office. August 2020. I, so no, it was not two years ago. It must have been last year, but you weren't here. Yeah. No, I did it from my office in Washington. So I, I, oh. I hauled my PS4 in the studio. Regardless, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that, that that's the only few times I've played the game. But even so, it just left such a fun little taste in my mouth that whenever I see Fall Guys, I appreciate that brand. Because the game is fun. It's lighthearted. Even if you lose, it's like, eh, whatever. And I think this is just a really smart move for Mediatonic to pivot. Because, you know, we had that. It feels like a blip now, but at the time it felt like an eternity of when Animal Crossing, of when Among Us, when Fall Guys were just like the social game to play because obviously, like we've talked about, people couldn't get together and actually like communicate. And this was a fun new way for people to do that. And yeah. it even brought people in who had never played video games before. But now, you know, now that people are kind of, you know, living their lives again, it only makes sense that these certain games would take a little bit of a hit. They're no longer the front and center news lines of the day so i think this is smart i think this is a good idea for them and you know hopefully the level creator will give them some more juice as well it's gonna be fun to watch uh those viral videos go because you know they're going to like yes. the terrible yeah yeah no I, I have no doubt that people are going to come up with really cool creative stuff i think that this is a great way for them to reinvigorate their community and to bring people back to the game that have maybe not played in a while and to say hey like don't forget why you loved fall guys and why it went so viral and so many people millions of people in fact loved playing it and so i think it's smart of media talk to yeah. keep adapting and keep uh, innovating so hopefully it's cool. good for you yeah yeah exactly all right well let's continue on shall we but before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by these lovely sponsors. This episode of What's Good Games is brought to you by Shopify. Shopify is more than a store. Connect with your customers, drive sales, and manage your day-to-day. -day. Because Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses so that upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. And Shopify helped us here at What's Good Games bring one-of-a-kind custom merch to you guys. If you guys have bought anything from us, whether it be on the show floor at PAX, at E3, or even through our website, it was probably through our awesome store at Shopify. And so we have to give a lot of credit to them for helping us give you guys some really fun custom merch, like the Defenders of Video Game City enamel pins that we gave away on the five-year anniversary stream, the snazzy water bottles, t-shirts, and so much more. That's why we love working with them because they're great for businesses big and small. And I think Brittany and I definitely qualify in the small business category at just two <laughs> people strong. Because Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale, you can reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods, synchronize your online and in-person sales. Plus, you can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Let's be honest, a lot of that probably went over your head a little bit unless you're super savvy, but you don't need to really dig into all that stuff unless you're super nerdy about data, in which case I feel you. Now, it's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility 
powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash what's good, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash what's good right now. That's shopify.com slash what's good. This episode of What's Good Games is also brought to you by Backbone. What's holding you back from the ultimate gaming experience? Is it the hundreds of dollars it costs for your setup? Or are you the busy, on-the-go type with only minutes to spare? (laughs) That's me. Level up your game with Backbone, the universal gaming essential that lets you instantly play hundreds of console games on your iPhone, no console required. Backbone is the newest game-changing essential that transforms your iPhone into a handheld device so you can play anywhere, anytime. Simply plug in your iPhone to the Backbone and enjoy console quality controls with responsive buttons and triggers, clickable analog sticks, and more as you play Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and App Store games. So I have my Backbone right here. It's, you know, I have one in my actual body. <laughs> but uh, the device in particular that we're talking about is this bad boy. And let me tell you that this little guy saved my ass, saved my sanity during my late morning, early morning, <laughs> late night uh, breastfeeding sessions when Jace was just a little, a little wee lad. And I would play Yakuza 0 on my iPhone via Game Pass with my backbone. And it was just the best little sanity saver in the, in the world. Like, I can't tell you how great it felt to be playing Yakuza 0 at 6 in the morning. That series is my comfort series. And the fact that I was able to play it anywhere, thanks to this little guy, with the convenience of the controllers, it was just, it was just lovely. So um, if you want to, you know, make decisions like I did and you want to play on the backbone, there you go. You should get one yourself. I'm telling you. Absolutely worth it. So anyway, if you don't own a console, no problem. Stream hundreds of games like FIFA, Halo, Minecraft, and more through cloud gaming services like Xbox Game Pass, NVIDIA, GeForce Now, and Google Stadia. And even if you already have a PlayStation, Xbox, or PC, you can play games you own with Remote Play or the Steam Link app. Experience for yourself what TechCrunch calls the closest we've ever seen to a portable Xbox. So go to playbackbone.com slash what's good now to order your backbone until June 30th and get free access to over 350 console games and perks, including one month free of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, one month free of Apple Arcade, two months free of Google Stadia Pro, and three months free of Discord Nitro. Find your next adventure at playbackbone.com slash what's good. Brittany. Yeah? My ice cube is too big for my glass. But I'm hoping oh. that if I pour the whiskey over it, it'll melt just enough <laughs> to fit into. You see, you see, oh shit, girl! I see it now. The way the light. <laughs> you see, so it's a it's a triangle shaped because I have this PlayStation ice mold. That admittedly got sent to John and not to me, <laughs> but yeah, that's okay. <laughs> but I was like, "Oh, these are cute," and then I put it in my glass and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> this did not this did not work out the way I was hoping it would." And then I was like, that "Well, is it'll melt. It'll melt eventually. It'll melt eventually. We're almost oh there." Oh my god, that's amazing! At first, I couldn't see that uh, the ice cube because of the way the light was hitting it, and then you turned it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Because I was holding it this way, and then I was like, "Da da! It's a triangle." <laughs> did your theory work? Did it melt the ice? It did, but it's not quite. It was much 
bigger than I thought. That's what she said. Um, what so she it's said. not quite all the way in yet. <laughs> ah, there we go. Popped in. Just oh, you got it in. So you know what? Tight holes never stopped anyone before, Andrea. You got her done. <laughs> I love it. Um, while we're taking a quick aside here, I want uh-huh. to shout out. I want to shout out this amazing shirt that you're wearing. Um, hello, Powerline. So Powerline. I got this tank for Brittany for her birthday, which, by the way, happy birthday to Brittany. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to... No, you guys don't want to hear me sing. Um, Listen, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you're like, oh, shit, it was Brittany's birthday, be sure to go to Twitter and to tweet to her some really hilarious birthday gift. Um, But I sent her this because I've been listening to this mix on Spotify when I'm doing playtime with my baby called like Disney um, Family Hits. And this, the song from from, um, the Goofy movie always comes on. And so I was, every time it comes on, um, it's the uh, standout, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the one that comes on. Every time it comes on, I think of you, of course. And so Thank you. I was like, I got to send Brittany some goofy movie stuff. You know, it's so funny because the only other time I've seen someone wear a Powerline shirt was years ago when I was at, I think, Universal Studios. And I remember just being so blown away by it. I had no idea where she found it. I could have just Googled it, but eh, I was I was probably drunk. Yeah. But you got me, Andrea, my first Powerline shirt. And yes. I'm, I can't believe it's your first one. I was so worried you already had it. No, I don't have any. This is my very first. And Yay! I am so honored. When when I opened it, I squealed. And I texted you and I said, this is what I'm going to wear the rest of my life. It's going to get dirty. It's going to get stained. I don't care. So you're saying I need to send you another one. That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Maybe a different design so I can have them in different collections. Listen, they have, they have other styles. Like, I can get you. No, I love this style. I love the tank. I just love that it's a power line tank top that is not like a male's large shirt you know that's yeah. just kind of like drapes like look I, I i you can see my boobs i mean not yeah. really you can see the outline of them but yes you know like there it is that. Yeah. it's great oh listen i love powerline favorite artist ever let's go stand out bitches yes this is like the best gift ever you're welcome i'm sorry i can't be there to celebrate with you in person and i'm sorry mm-hmm. also that from now until you know probably until he's out of the house that you're going to have to probably share your birthday with your son. That's a bummer. <laughs> That's a bummer for you. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I guess that you just come to I think people care about your birthdays more than you care about your own birthday. You, you know what I mean? Like I, I care about your birthday, my parents' birthday, Jason's birthday. I'm always like, oh, it's your birthday. Let's go. And they're like, you yeah, know, whatever. But when it's my own, I'm like, whatever. For those of you who don't know, my son was born two days before my birthday. Listen, he tried to steal my limelight, but I'm like, listen here, you little. Mm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you push up. your ass out yeah. before yeah. that happens. Yeah. 48 <laughs> hours of difference. Mm-hmm. Early disembarking from this uterus. Like we're just gonna like. <laughs> I wasn't early though. Weren't you a week after? You were 41 weeks, weren't you? I was very yeah. I was like a week oh. late. So you're right. I, I That's guess it was early. Though. Yeah. Because I have it in my head that he was trying to like match on my actual birthday, forever permanently steal my thunder. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, sir. What a little brat. But he's I not. Know. He's sweet and adorable. And yeah, apparently really... likes Squirtle. Oh, yeah. He does. He loves Squirtle. Which I'm very happy because I had I had my kid again. Here we go. You know what? Light Newsweek. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> I laid out three. And you sent me the original. Uh, I think it was a TikTok. I laid out a Charmander, a Bulbasaur, and a Squirtle. 
and we dress him up in a Pokemon in Ash's garb, and we played the Pokemon theme, and we're like, all right, little feature trainer, go pick your starter. And my starter was Bulbasaur. Jason's starter was Charmander. And so the only one that we didn't have was Squirtle, and he went right to Squirtle, Andrea. So I, I love was so it. happy. I don't have to share my weird frog thing. I don't know what Bulbasaur <laughs> is. Amphibi- I don't know. What are any of them, honestly? Yeah, they're all like they're point. all made up made up things, but they are. It was so cute. You posted a photo of him with his little Squirtle and his little yeah. trainer outfit. It was adorbs. Very, I very know. cute. I gotta get Charlie into Pokemon. She's ready. I'm just still okay. waiting for you to start doing your TikTok unboxings of your Pokemon oh, cards. Oh, God. Andrea, listen, like, I can barely wipe <laughs> my own ass. I can barely find the time <laughs> to put toilet paper to my bottom, let alone start a fucking TikTok channel. But, you know, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. We got it's it. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, shall we finish the news? There's not a whole lot left to talk about, to be honest, everybody. But this one, Brittany, you pulled. Because I did. It's from Techland. Yeah. So Techland, ladies and gentlemen, has revealed concept art for a new AAA open world fantasy action RPG. Ooh. That's awful. That comes from Game Informer. So there, here's the concept art, Andrew. It's in our show notes. Take I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm gonna show it on the on the screen here. Just all right, and second. I will read the article. So Techland, the studio behind this year's Zion Light to Stay Human, has revealed the first look at its unannounced fantasy RPG. That is now in development. The game, which does not yet have a title, is officially being referred to as, again, a AAA open-world action RPG in a fantasy setting, and today's concept art reveal highlights just that. Featuring luscious greenery, ancient ruins, and plenty of beautiful waterfalls, it seems this fantasy RPG will be quite the looker if the concept art is any indication. That's the author's opinion, not mine. Techland released the con- That sounded really shady and salty. But anyway, Techland <laughs> released the concept art below as a way to let developers know that the studio is hiring and that dozens of positions are open. Uh, so here's the interesting part. Here's some of the team members that are on it. Okay. You have, And I'm going to butcher a lot of these names. Apologies in advance. Because they're all... So you- they're all- Polish, right? Yeah, I I butchered John Smith. So uh, we have narrative director behind The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt's Bloody Baron quest line, which is an incredible quest. Carolina Stretchera, as well as Witcher 3's Witcher 3 narrative lead, oh God, Arkadius Borovic, Cyberpunk 2077 open world director, Bartos Ochman, Horizon Zero Dawn lead animator, Kevin Quaid. Death okay, lead that's a big guess. Mm-hmm. Deathloop lead game designer David McClure, Prince of Persia, the Saints of Time creative director Mario Maltzios, and many more. And then they go on to say, like, you know, they want to support uh, Dying Light 2 for five years and that they're really excited about this brand new IP. We want to create a fully next-gen experience, a new fantasy epic set in a sprawling open world fueled by skills and experience that we have gained as a team over the years, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, so essentially, this is just like a, a hiring announcement. Like, hey, look at this mm. cool thing we're working on. Look at all these cool people working on it. Come join our team. And it's, it's going to be a while probably before we hear anything else. Anyway... I thought this was really cool. And yeah, honestly, when I first saw this announcement, I was like, didn't we already know that existed? But I think I'm thinking of another studio that's also working on a fantasy game that we or maybe Techland did talk about this years ago. I feel like this isn't like a mm. brand new announcement. I think it may have been teased for quite some time, years maybe. But anyway, here we go. So what do you think of this concept art? It's just concept art, but I think there's some you can like notable yeah. things about it. It's... Like, honestly, like, the concept art, we're looking at it, at, if you're watching at youtube.com slash what's good games, it's, like, 
It's fine. Like, I don't, quite honestly, like, I'm not impressed by this concept art. Maybe it's just because I'm a little bit jaded by concept art being, like, very different than what the actual game finally looks like. This, to me, just immediately smacks of Tomb Raider. It just looks like Tomb Raider. Or it could be Uncharted. It looks like a very typical, like... um, action adventure game set in a jungle with some old world ruins and some waterfalls. I mean, that's it. That's exactly what I got from this too. And what's kind of interesting is because you hear AAA open world fantasy action RPG. This to me doesn't, when I think fantasy RPG, and this could qualify, of course, I think of like castles and dragons and like Skyrim-y type of stuff. Something that doesn't look based in reality. Right, exactly. And this definitely looks like it is based in reality. I mean, you know, if you go somewhere whatever overseas in like Europe where they have all these really cool like ruins and statues and shit anyway uh yeah this looks more like South American to me like more like Mayan or Inca like it definitely looks to me like um very very old like indigenous population of of Mm -hmm. South America that's kind of like the vibe that I'm getting from yeah or it even could be Asian like Thai like there's like temples in Thailand that kind of look like this as well um so I feel like those those look like their inspirations I'm definitely impressed by the developer list that you read off those names and those projects are all great the thing that I'm nervous about is that Techland takes their sweet-ass time making (laughs) games, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that their engine isn't great. And so I feel like I would be more confident and more excited about this if I knew that they were partnering with Unreal to make this game, or if they Mm -hmm. were like, hey, we're going to be licensing somebody else's engine or making a new engine – because that was my biggest gripe about Dying Light 2 is that I thought that the game was super ambitious and that they had a lot of things to do, but the engine clearly couldn't keep up with their ambition for everything that they right. were trying to push through in that game. And so it makes me a little nervous that they're like, hey, we have this big ambition to do this giant open world fantasy or action RPG like nobody else is fucking doing those. Literally everybody is. And it's like, well, okay, if you're going to like throw your hat into the, the fantasy action RPG ring, you got to bring the fucking goods and hopefully Techland doesn't take that lightly. Clearly they don't. They put a lot of time and money and heart and soul into making Dying Light 2. And a lot of people have really enjoyed that game. But they had a niche there that they started with Dead Island, right? And then they brought mm-hmm. into the Dying Light world that they created. And now they're going into a very competitive genre in an era where we're going to be getting a new Dragon Age, <laughs> oh. we're going to be getting a new Fable game, and, you know, whatever else is still out there to come. Elder Scrolls Six, obviously, in the works and going to be coming in the next three to five years. So, like, there's a lot of really steep competition in the fantasy action RPG open world category. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I agree with everything you said. I think... They have a few things going for them. One is I think Techland Dying Light is just such a – it's a different game than I think you can get. Everyone does action RPGs, yes, but I think it's the parkour and the co-op. Mm-hmm. I just say co-op. co-op. Uh, it, just, it, it just has a different feel to it. But The day-night cycle stuff, too, is a really yeah, big, I mean, big and hook. And that's yeah. cool and all. You know, but and I need to go back to Dying Light because I haven't visited since maybe like the week of launch. Because um, my initial time with the game was rocky. It, it was buggy. The co-op, um, the multiplayer was not great. Jason kept getting kicked. You know, I was unable to open dra- drawers and chests and stuff, and it was just like weird. And they pushed a lot of updates since then, and they have. Sure. And that's why I need to go back. 
But I think what was just so surprising for me is, you know, I would consider Dying Light to be one of my favorite co-op games ever. Dying Light 2 just couldn't grab me. It didn't grab me. And I don't know if that was because it was there's too much going on or if I just it, it lost its magic or what happened or if the story was kind of I, I haven't I've played it enough to be like, this isn't for me right now, but I couldn't put my finger on what exactly it was that kind of turned me off from it. And so I, I see this and I'm like really excited about it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, oh, I hope they've improved whatever it is that needs to be improved, even though I couldn't tell you exactly what it was. because I can't put my finger on it. But it's just kind of this interesting, like internal thing of I'm obviously excited for this because I think Dying Light does really cool things and they're very ambitious. But at the same time, like, can they can they do the thing that I want them to do? Yeah. That's, yeah. But anyway, we'll see. We're not going to probably get this game until Andrea and I are probably in our fifties. So, <laughs> hopefully, not not that long. Also, our kids will be in college. The next game in the Witcher series is coming. Listen, they have a lot like Techland. Your work is cut out for you. Yeah, is what I'm trying and to say. And it's good. <laughs> and I, yeah, it, it is. And I think it's good for the studio that they're they are kind of joining this genre because I think it's going to be a really big challenge for them. And I'm happy that they get to go from something from fucking like zombies to fantasy. You know, good for them. I know that's something a lot of developers strive for is to change the formula up and they get to do something yeah. new and exciting. So cool. I um, love fantasy. But, Let's go. Bring it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Fucking blow my skirt up. I'm Ooh, waiting. We're I'll, even put the two, I'll even put the tutu on. Let's go. Oh. 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 Stand over. Hey. Hey. Um, Brittany, did you hear that Greedfall 2 has been officially announced for PC and consoles? Yes. I did hear about this. And this makes me happy. So... The first Greedfall, and I, I remember, I mean, two years ago feels like a fucking eternity. So I had to go through really all of my old, like, my old notes I, I take sometimes for certain shows. And I found my notes from January 29th, 2020 about Greedfall. And this is what I had to say about it, Andrea Renee. It's only a paragraph, so I won't be here all night. <laughs> okay. I said, okay, <clears throat> I think this game really stands out with its characters, dialogue, and story. It's an interesting concept for a game, and I'm legit excited to see where it goes and how the characters develop, but I'm finding the act of playing itself kind of bland. All the areas look mostly the same. There's so much backtracking, even with fast travel, and I'm burning out. If you've played, did you also find this to be the case? I posted this to Twitter, and I got 20 responses from people, ooh, but all but two or three were like, yes, that was the same issue I had. And so I remember walking away, I think Spiders is the developer of this game, I um, which is such an awful, ugh. anyway, um, I remember walking away from this being like, this feels kind of like an early 2000s like Dragon Age. That's a weird example, but it it, it had the characters, it had the, the dialogue, it had like the banging, it had the the fantasy setting. But I just remember it was just the playing the game itself just got real tedious, real boring. Everything was brown in the game, you know, you have like the mud and the you you you're looking at this trailer on YouTube right now. You can kind of see what I mean. There's just not a lot of colors and it's not very vibrant and I just burned out, but like the writing and the story was absolutely there. So I'm really excited to see what comes with Greedfall 2. And it sounds like it's going to be a prequel, which I think is 100% the right choice. If this was a sequel, I think you're just kind of setting it, setting it up for failure at that point. I don't know how many people played Greedfall. Last I heard, I think it was 2 million copies sold. And um, obviously it has, Respectable. It has a, yeah, yeah, it has, a, it has an audience there for sure. Otherwise they wouldn't be making another one, but... I think if they were to do a direct continuation of the first Greedfall, it would just, that's just recipe for 
disaster. That's over, you know what I'm trying to say. That's a little dramatic, yeah. but it's just like, wouldn't it be as good? So a prequel is absolutely the right call. Yeah. And I'm reading, I was reading the uh, press release about it. And they, yeah, here's Spider's Development Studio. In this new chapter, players will explore the old continent with its bigger and more diverse environments. They will meet new companions and new factions. So good. It, <laughs> please. Maybe you'll get some underwater. Different. Maybe oh. some desert landscapes. Maybe some jungles. And Who I don't knows? know if those ended up being featured in the first one because I didn't get too far into it. But uh, yeah, this is great. I, I just, it makes me happy when you see studios who obviously have so much potential get a shot at doing something bigger and better than their first attempts. Yeah. And we didn't talk about it in this show, uh, but we had the notes kind of in here. <laughs> we scratched them out. It's about Silent Hill 2 Remake, all the rumors that are flying around, and how Bloober Team, it's rumored, is the studio behind the Silent 2 Remake, which, again, is a rumor in itself, right? Um, and to me, like, it's the same sort of thing with Spiders. Like, I think Bloober has so much potential. I know the most recent game, The Medium, was out. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but I feel like with every new game Bloober's put out, they've grown as a studio. And um, their first game, Layers of Fear, scared the ever-living shit out of me, almost more than any other horror game I've ever played. And so it's really cool to see, again, like a studio where I can acknowledge that maybe The Medium wasn't my favorite game, and I think there were a lot of issues with it, but I can acknowledge that they're growing, and I think... It's wonderful that they're having the opportunity to continue to improve as a studio. And if the Silent Two, Silent Hill Two remake is true, these rumors, fuck yeah, like let's go Bloober, good for you guys. But yeah, so anyway, that was just a little tangent, but I feel strongly about it. And that's um, fine. Go on yeah. a tangent. That's what this show I, is for. You know, we, it's a short, it's a short week, Andrea. I got all the time in the world. We're going off the rails, baby. Uh, well, but, speaking of going off the rails, I'm going to add this on the fly because in case you missed it, Brittany. Huh? Final Fantasy VII Remake director Tetsuya Nomura has revealed that Square Enix has news to share in oh. regards to Final Fantasy VII franchise next month. Oh, well, yeah. Did you, When's did that you, coming? Did you see that? I, I did. I did. You were um, like, basically- this is could be something or it could be nothing. <laughs> it could be an announcement of an announcement. Listen here, Andrea Renee. A couple weeks ago, there was a Yakuza live stream. And, oh, we got our all. This, we do it to ourselves, Yakuza community. We, you remember I talked about it. Remember I highlighted the fucking headline in the show notes because I was yep. so excited about it? I, it I remember. Nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. Nothing came from that. So, listen, I, I love people. So, not really, not all of them. I only love a few select people. But I, I, I can appreciate the excitement that they feel for their projects. But I am one of those fools who sees that, and I just get all sorts of twisted. All my panties are twisted. It, it's split me in two, if you know what I mean. Like, it's just a problem. I mean, I don't know what you mean, but I'm just going to nod and smile. Thank you. See, that's what a true friend does. Uh, you know, so cool. I do an announcement of an announcement. We'll see. I'm 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 trying to reel myself in. I was just recently burned with Yakuza, but hopefully Aww. we are getting. I uh, see in here. I was hope, hoping I was going to get like hybrid, being like, "Yes, episode two, let's go." I mean, that's what I'm hoping. I'm I think hoping we're all that. hoping for that, right? Yeah. I, I mean, what else would it be? But again, like they'll find. I mean, it's there are other mobile games they have going on. Who knows, Andrea Renee? Like, yeah. I don't fucking know. It's hopefully fine. not that. Hopefully not that. Well, fingers, fingers crossed. Well, Brittany, <sighs> should we talk a little bit? about the bitches that you're smacking around an Elden Ring. Normally we would take a break, but I think we just keep rolling right into I think we just, I think what we we've just been playing. Keep, absolutely. So I am still playing Elden Ring. I think the last I talked, I told you that we got I got Margaret, I got Godric. 
And now Jason and I are at the, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget, Royal Lucaria Academy. Okay. I think I said, okay, I think I said that right. Um, yep. Yep. We're just kind of, what we're doing is we're using a guide because there's just so much in this world that as much as I wish I could just wander around it and find everything organically and find it by myself, there's just too much. So we've kind of started just using you know, all the mini guides that are out there, which have been incredibly helpful, but we yeah. do enjoy wandering around from time to time. So the latest shenanigans we found ourselves in, Andrea, was Friday night at around 11.50 p.m., uh, we got a wild hair bar asked for feeling froggy, and we decided we wanted IHOP pancakes. So we ordered DoorDash. Wait, you talked about this on the stream, right? I did. Yeah, yes. yeah. So Friday, Fridays are our cheat days where we just go ham with anything and everything we want. And hey, it was 11.50. We still had 10 minutes in the day. So we ordered IHOP pancakes. And while we were waiting for those to arrive, we were trying to get, I think it's called the Glintstone Key? Whatever. Yep. It's the thing you need to get I know what you're talking inside. about. Okay. Yep. And there's a huge fucking dragon there. Huge. I think his name is Smar- Smarog. It doesn't matter. Um and we were maybe a few drinks in, so we were not expecting this big dragon. So there he was. And Jason decided that we should take him on. Uh, so you can imagine how that went. It did not go very well because so so because the way we're playing it is, you know, I'll we play in Jason's game primarily. And so that way, if I die, I don't lose any of my runes. And then after we kind of figure out the lay of the land and the order of doing shit, we'll hop into my game. So then, you know, I don't. I, don't, I have a less chance of dying and losing my runes. That's because that's when I rage quit. Um, but on his game, he I don't know, had maybe like 13, 14,000 runes, whatever. And he found this like little, it's not a hack, but he was cheesing it. And so what he did is he, there's a big rock. It kind of looks like the pride rock in the Lion King, the way it like shot out. And so he yeah. was like hiding behind that and using this little like glintstone pebble, the most like feeble spell in the whole world. And he was like, pew, hey, clean it. don't you shit talk that spell. That spell Girl. can be badass once you upgrade it. Okay. okay he has not upgraded it though. And so well, you got to upgrade. You got to upgrade. Jason, please. I know you're listening to this. He listens to our shows. Upgrade it, please, for the love of God. It's great for Sagarin. It's great for me to run in with my sword, but I wasn't about to go fucking after that dragon. No way. Even if I didn't have any runes on the line. Anyway, so he was standing behind Pride Rock, like flinging his little like pew, 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 like little feeble, like taking down like like one one hundredth of like an inch every like hit he did. So it was taking for fucking ever. And then the dragon wised up. The AI was really stupid. But then it like flew over him. And I ran, I bailed on him, and he was just running around in circles while this dragon. Oh, pulling, wait, like, you this. ran away from your co op partner in a game? Who Absolutely. would know what that's like? Not me. Oh, oh see? Now she's making me feel guilty. See, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna. Just over uh, here with my ghosty self, having fucking <laughs> phasmophobia flashbacks, being like, I'm just alone because Brittany abandoned me. Phasmo flashbacks. <laughs> Phasma flashbacks, exactly. Listen, anyway, continue on. Okay, no, all I'm saying, and maybe this applies to you, is if you're going to make the decision to go after a huge dragon or maybe go inside a haunted house, you know, like, you got to be prepared to face the consequences. You know what I mean? But didn't you also choose to go against the dragon with him? I, I was far away where I was safe. No, absolutely not. Aren't you a face tanker, though? Isn't that your whole thing? Andrea, this thing was as big as the Empire State Building. <laughs> What the fuck? 
What was I supposed to do? There I am in my plebe-ass, like, fucking armor. I'm all mismatched. I have some weird armor from, like, I think Godric's castle that doesn't even, like, go together. I have, like, a stupid axe that I can barely swing because I'm so loaded with equipment. Like, because I'm, you have to spec endurance. We talked about I know, this. and I started doing it. It does make a difference. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, so I, uh, Jason got squished, TLDR of that story, um, and it was really funny, and I'm, and I'm happy he got squished, and the pancakes from IHOP were absolutely delicious. He got what he deserved. <laughs> now I want that. pancakes. Oh, oh God. maybe that's what Shout I'm going to have for IHOP. dinner tonight. Oh, you really should. They're delicious. Um, what else did we do? Oh, we got the, I think it's called the white cipher ring. Um I think that's what it is, or is it the blue? Maybe it's white. I'm not sure. It works, so when someone invades your game, even if you're playing co-op, it summons a hunter from another realm to, like, come into your game and fight the invader. Wonderful. So, oh, it was lovely. So now it's a three-on-one, and it is so satisfying. So we got raided by this person, and the, the ring automatically does its thing, and it summons someone in. And so we have this invader, and then there's Jason, me, and, like, this random player. We're all NPC, literally just... right? Yeah. No, it was... I think it was. it's a real human. Oh, I thought it was an AI, but it's a real person? That's cool. Mm, yeah, because yeah, we're all just staring at each other for probably like three minutes. And I think the invader knew he was fucked or she was fucked because, you know, like there's three of us and one of you. Uh, and so we all just kind of stared at each other. We were emoting. We were jumping around just for like probably like I said, a few minutes. And then uh, then the um, the in the person from the other realm just like one hit the person and it was really funny. And then nice. that was it. Yeah, nice. it was good. No, so we're just having a lot of fun with it. I think, you know, like I said last week, it all just comes down to playing it the way that we want to play it. And there's so many different ways to play Elden Ring, which is, it sounds weird, but there is. Uh, and we're just having a lot of fun with it. It just reminds me a lot of Outward, which I know I also mentioned. And it reminds me a lot of Asheron's Call. Rip in peace, Asheron's Call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, it's, it's a really good time. You know, I just hope the next Souls game will actually feature built-in co-op. Some utility would be nice. You know? A pause button is really just all I'm asking for. I don't feel I'm like I'm really that's... sick of... Yeah, I feel and like I'm really that's sick not of, like asking so much. A quest log maybe would be great. Like, and you know. the amount of times we say, "I hope my finger works well tonight," or "I hope the finger works well tonight," when trying to like summon each other to our yeah, game, like the like, Furlinger remedy or Furlinger oh, call yeah, or whatever it's, like, it's called, furled finger remedy, furled finger. But sometimes oh, like the finger doesn't work good. and it doesn't show up in your game, and then you realize what you're saying. Anyway, it's a good time. I'm having a lot of fun with Elden Ring. So Never good coming. I'm yeah. glad. Um, I played a couple more rounds in Fortnite, just unclearing, unclearing, clearing, like clearing the fog of war on the map. Because mm. um, there's, when you go on the island or whatever, there's like all of these areas you have to like essentially go discover. Um, and it's been, it's been fun. I'm getting a little bit better with some of the guns because I know like my big complaint last time I was playing was like the guns aren't that great. And I've been trying to find guns that I can kind of feel a little bit better about. I just like completely was like, let's just get rid of these lightsabers because mm -hmm. I was really into picking up lightsabers because it's like a really like niche like mechanic that they've been doing for a part of Star Wars Celebration and May the 4th or whatever. And then I'm like, why am I bothering with these lightsabers? So the moment that I'm like, I'm just going to play this like I, I used to play other Battle Royales, I started having a little bit more fun. And I think my biggest you know, barrier to entry, which I've talked about, which a lot of other parents out there can identify with, is just being able to get online and play with people in yeah. a timely fashion and be able to do that. And now I have to come out here to the studio to play. 
And that's a big change for me because I normally don't ever play games here at the PC because I feel like I'm working when I'm out here playing at the production PC. But I can't play a multiplayer game in the living room because if I get too loud, then I'm going to wake the baby up. Oh, So yeah. I have to come out here to the studio and so in case like shit gets heated that I can yell and it's not going to, you know, wake uh, wake the little With demon princess. Up. Uh, princess. Oh. oh, yes, princess. That's what I meant to say. Sorry, the wrong, the wrong word came out. Uh, princess, the little princess. Um, and... It's been it's been fun and I'm, you know, looking forward to checking out more. I'm definitely falling down the like customization like just buy stuff rabbit hole and it's bad. I shouldn't I shouldn't do that. You but. know, if it brings you joy and it's like stress shopping or what's that called? Retail therapy. Retail therapy. Yeah. Who That's cares? a good point. That's a good just point. Just enjoy it, have fun with it. Enjoy um, buy all your Fortnite things. But I am excited to try multiverses. So they announced a closed alpha is happening and I have a code and I am going to download said code. Uh-oh. Brittany, do you remember the episode that we had the lovely Rebecca Valentine on and we talked about this leaked slash rumored fighter Smash Bros game that Warner Brothers was going to do? How could I forget Multiverses. That was glorious. That's the game. Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. So I'm finally going to be able to try it out, and hopefully I will be able to come back with some <laughs> impressions for you guys if I can manage to link up with some other folks who are also playing because, damn, it sounds wild. Didn't they just announce some new people to that? Did I did I make that up? Yeah, I think there was uh, so there was an embargo that lifted this week, and they made an announcement. Let me take a peek. See, actually, yeah, I'm looking as well. I remember reading something about it, and I was like, "There's another character that <laughs> doesn't." Make there sense. is a new trailer actually that came oh. out. Okay. So let me actually <laughs> let me let's, pull let's up. do it. What the fuck? Why not? Let me pull up the trailer. Hold and on, I will everybody. Remind of people of the current roster according to G- Digital Trends. Okay, <clears throat> the current roster stands at sixteen characters revealed. More to be revealed soon. We got Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Harley Quinn, fucking Shaggy, <laughs> Bugs Bunny, Arya Stark. Jake the dog, Finn the human, Steven Universe, Garnet, Tom and Jerry, Ryan dog, Velma, Tasmanian devil, and Iron Giant. This sounds literally like a meme generator come to I'm life. So excited! Does it not? Okay, let me let Absolutely. me pull up the the trailer here. Oh my god! Like I just want to make the AI fight itself and like pit Tom and Jerry next to like Velma and just see who wins. You know, it's like fucking betting in Vegas, but legal. Right. It would be great. Look at this trailer. Yoinks. Yoinks. Oh, this is actually really cute though. I have to say, I do wish the art style was a little less smash bros. E and more cartoony, more like, actual like 2d cartoon instead it definitely oh. feels a little bit more like 3d cartoon in a way that these some of these classic characters are not 3d like do you ever recall seeing bugs bunny like in a 3d shape like this it looks weird same with Space same Jam. with same with shaggy right like shaggy yeah. has always been a 2d animated character also as has white. bugs bunny and a lot of these classic characters so i think it's like a little i don't want to call it uncanny valley because that's like the wrong term but it just is like a little 
weird. You know what would have been cool is if they had stuck to some of the original art styles of these characters. Yes, I, I mean, like, why not? Fun. Yeah, that would have been fun. Like, Bugs Bunny had been more like 2D, keep Shaggy the way he looked. Batman, I think, looks fine as is. Um, yeah, well, you know, this is just, this is going to be a good time. I, I, I just see the drinks are pouring and the weird matchups are going with this. Yeah, I absolutely see that as well. And I think it's going to be great. I think it's interesting that finally somebody is trying to, you know, bring the goods against Smash Bros because they clearly like <laughs> held that market for a very long time. And not to say that, you know, this is going to dethrone Smash Brothers by any means. Because we've seen other fighters like this like come and go. But I think it's the sheer diversity of characters in the catalog is absolutely worth a look, if nothing else. Oh, God, yeah. I just want to watch some of the matches, you know? And I feel like it's something you'd want to play just for shits and giggles, even if it's just once, just to see, like, how these characters play. I am just so curious. Can you imagine the legal paperwork that must go into this game with all the licensing? You know, as somebody who is married to a person who <laughs> specializes in licensing, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen it, of course, but... Like hearing him come to the dinner table, and I'm like, "How was your day, honey?" And he was like, "Oh, <laughs> lawyers." <laughs> I'm like, um, so you want to talk about HGTV again when I'm watching? And he's like, "No, no, I don't. No, I don't. Oh, I'll talk to um, you about that." Um, I want to say, I have. A, I told you about this before the show. I have a movie recommendation, and this is oh. a moment. This is okay. a momentous occasion because I never watch movies, and I never can, you know, recommend them. Um, I'm going to recommend to all of my people who lived in the '90s and appreciated '90s culture, if you will, to watch Senior Year on Netflix. So here is the little like two sentence synopsis: A cheerleading stunt gone wrong landed her in a 20 year coma. Now she's 37, newly awake and ready to live out her high school dream, becoming prom queen. And this is Rebel Wilson. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so essentially, yeah, what happens is you know you have this like 17 year old girl. I don't know how old she is. She's super popular high school she's really she's dreaming about prom and she all she wants in life is to become prom queen and during a cheerleading stunt again she lands in a very long coma because of something happens and she wakes up and even though she's the body of a 37 year old and she's in like the current day and age her mind is still back in the 90s so she's uh, us she is us and i was watching it and i was like oh my god you will get such a fucking kick out of it andrea and anyone else will if, if you like clueless if you like mean girls if you loved any of those sort of like high school as kind of cheesy stories or funny whatever like you will definitely appreciate this it is really good it, it's i mean it's not like gonna move mountains but it's just fun and entertaining yeah. and uh, feel it's a feel good like silly movie yeah i'm into it um have mm -hmm. you been watching slash you haven't but have you heard about the circle on netflix i've heard about it from you but i have not watched so it. i've talked about the circle on the show before i did watch it with you years ago years ago yes so the circle is a reality show on netflix about contestants essentially chatting with each other in like a private app and they never meet face to face until the finale of the season and the whole idea is that they have to make alliances and make friends but they're all chatting in chat rooms and can do private messages but it's all like avatars essentially so you have people that catfish as somebody that's not them and Love then it. you have people that play themselves and it's about trying to be your authentic self or really authentically lie 
Mm. And... I find I find it really fascinating to kind of see how the dynamics play out. And the people I'm always the biggest fans of, of course, are themselves. I mm-hmm. I just inherently always dislike people who play catfish. That's why it's that the one season, like the girl who was a catfish one, I was very mad. But mm. what's challenging that for me this season is the Spice Girls. Oh. Mel B and Emma Bunton have joined the circle and they are catfishing as a member uh, like a like a profile of somebody in the circle and it's been so uh. awesome to kind of see those two um kind of like interact as they're like on off stage selves to just be like uh-huh. hey this is us like in our pajamas on a couch like trying to pretend to be this online persona and interact with all these people and they have no idea it's literally the fucking spice girls are they are they working together or are they yeah, separate so they're together they're oh, like, okay, okay. So they are in an apartment together and they're okay. like together they're like collaborating as like this oh one person. How um, fun. It's it's amazing. And the, all I could think of was our amazing trip to the UK uh-huh. and how I want to give a shout out to all of the UK What's Good Games listeners and how much I mm. loved our UK meetup that we did at that pub. <laughs> and it was so much fun. And I love that you guys like formed a group of friends after that meetup. And hopefully you guys are still talking to each other if you're not i'm sorry because pandemic times made everything really hard for everybody but if you guys were able to uh, keep connected i think that that's wonderful and how much fun that you me and steimer had going to manchester and seeing Ugh. that concert even though it literally rained the entire time i'm glad that we got tickets underneath the, the lip cover. yes <laughs> oh but man. there's nothing that's going to replace the memory i have of walking back in the rain with you and Steimer because we couldn't get a car and we couldn't get a train oh, yeah. to our hotel. We walked like an hour to get back to our hotel and we were just like with like 10,000 Spice Girl fans on foot. Probably more. And we're all just breaking out into songs Just the singing. Whole time. Just like these yeah. like thousands of people just like singing in unison like Spice Girl songs on the streets of Manchester. It was wonderful. Oh, that was such a special moment. And I try to explain to people how fucking awesome that concert was. Yeah, but it's just hard because I think people hear all oh, Spice Girls like, oh, you know, are they so? They kicked so much ass and they were so good. Like one of the best concerts I've ever been to because it, you know, when you go to concerts and it sounds nothing like the songs on their CD, they just yeah. sound like they're just not good performers. Oh, they kicked ass. They were so good. And I so badly want to see them again. I hope yeah. they come back. I was really uh. hoping that they were going to expand it into a worldwide tour and they, they didn't. And I was like, I come on, like, you just do a Vegas residency. Like, don't, don't you even like, worry oh, about could you touring. you fucking imagine going to yes. Vegas? Yes, I could. <gasps> I would have to pay an obscene <sighs> amount of money, but it could be definitely less than having to buy tickets and trains. Like, literally it was planes, trains, and automobiles for us to get to the fucking <laughs> Spice Girls concert was. in Manchester. <laughs> oh, my God, it sure was. I think Backstreet Boys might be in Vegas still. I would go They've see They've been in again. Vegas for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw their first show in Vegas, actually. I mean, I listen, I love Backstreet, but it's not the same. It's not oh, it's the same. Not. The if I asked girls. you to go with me, you would? Of course I would. Oh. Of course I would. Just a chance to breathe the same <sighs> air as Nick Carter again. Yeah. <sighs> oh, mm. the 90s and the early aughts were such a great time. They were. Oh, now look at us. We're just a bunch of old hags reminiscent on days the best. <laughs> listen, we are not old hags. We are... Feeling ourselves, feeling good, looking good, doing good, 
Oh. Everything's good. Girl. Okay, girl. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. Thank you. Shit. Do you see you? I see you. Aww. You look pretty fucking good. Just going to say it. <laughs> All right, everybody. While we're feeling ourselves, we're going to call the episode. And thank you say for... I jerking, but cool. Well, you know, I was trying to end it on like a really like safe note. And you're like, no, let's just like plunge us back into the NC-17 rating that this podcast should truly have. <sighs> but everybody, we're the podcast for kids. Do you have a teen that wants to talk about video <laughs> games? What's Good Games is a podcast for them. Oh... <sighs> Anywho, if you're still here at the end of the episode, God bless you. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week. Bye.